Hey, we are going to uh, just do something special today. We're getting into God's Word, and as Simon said, uh, we are doing that together. And so we've got three amazing speakers who are going to come and, uh, and share with us tonight. But before they come, uh, I'd love just to read you out a verse from 1 Peter. And, uh, and this kind of really just sets a bit of the tone uh, for what we're thinking uh, about today. Uh, let me just read this out. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Now, you know, over the last three weeks, we have been uh, just picking up, uh, I guess, a bit of a mini-series, really, about giving and about generosity, about the way that we get to reflect the generous heart of God. Two weeks ago, I, I kind of set the scene, just looking at the kind of the why, really, of giving. And, and we looked at that really famous verse, John 3.16, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave. So God loved and God's love turned into action. God so loved the world that he gave, not just something, not just one of his sons, but his one and only son, God so loved the world that he gave everything so that everyone who might believe in him might not perish but have eternal life. And we see this pattern uh, that we've been looking at over the last couple of weeks, that in God, our generous God, we see love which instigates giving, which leads to life. This is the divine pattern that God has laid down, and this is what we are called to reflect. You know, we are called to be a people that love, and our love moves us to action. Our love causes us to give. You know, some people say you can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. You know, love leads us to give, and as we give, each one of us, we get to see new life spring up because our giving leads to life. Love, give, live. And then Timmy picked up last Sunday uh, some of the kind of the how uh, we go about doing that. And we thought particularly about financial giving. Timmy talked to us about first fruits, talked to us about how we, uh, we give back to God from our wallets sometimes, and that's part of our worship but actually, we want to broaden that out uh, and actually remember that when we're thinking about giving, we're thinking about all sorts of giving. We're talking about the way that we can give all that we are. You know, finances are important, but so is our energy, so is our time, so is our creativity. You know, all of us get to give back to God the things that he has given to us. Uh, and, and we've got an amazing verse here just to kind of bring a little bit of focus and kind of wrap around the things that we're talking about today, which is that each of you should use whatever gift you have received. Time, money, creativity, your efforts. Whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in all of its various forms. We have a generous God, full of grace. He wants to bless us, to pour his love out upon us, give himself to us so that we might live and we get to reciprocate by doing the same and reflect God as we serve one another. You know, I know so many of you from the six serve in the morning service on the kids team, maybe on the youth team. You know, so many ways that we can give back. You know, obviously, you know, through, through the winter months, we have a night shelter. 
Yeah, we've got a whole bunch of teams that go out onto the estates north of the highway here and serve the community over there throughout the week. There are a bunch of things that are going on in the life of this church, ways that we all get to serve and use our gifts to bless this community, the communities around us. So, so let me challenge you, you know, every single one of you, what teams are you on? You know, because you don't, you don't just go to church. You are the church, each one of us. We are all participators in this together. We get to partner with one another. Every single one of us gets to be on team. So which team are you going to be on? How are you going to do that? If you're not sure and you're just sitting there thinking, actually, you know, I'd love to get involved, but I'm just not sure what, drop us a line. Come and speak to me or Simon or one of the other team or just drop us an email at the office, hello at sps.church. We'd love to point you in the right direction. But hey, we're going to get into God's Word now. We're going to keep thinking about this generous God that we have and how it is that we get to reflect Him. But we're going to kick off now with Joe. So Joe, why don't you come on? Let's hear it for Joe. Woo! Hello. Hello. So I'm Joe. Some of you may know me for only ever wearing black, so I thought today I'd add a bit of white and grey in just to mix it up. Um, I've been coming to St. Paul's uh, since September last year, and I live with Phil and Charlotte and Adelaide, which is great. They are crazy. Uh, so I fit in really well. And I joined the worship team pretty soon from starting coming here. So I'm kind of getting stuck in as much as I can. Um, I want to read a verse from Matthew 6, uh, verse 25 to 27, and then verses 32 to 33. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, or what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And then at verse 32 and 33. For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So this verse means a lot to me, and it's been something for the last nine months that I've been uh, thinking about and praying about. Um, and so I felt like it was something that I really wanted to share with you guys. Some of you may know, some of you may not, but I have been brought up as a Christian. My dad's actually a vicar. But about 10 years ago, my life collapsed um, and a lot of stuff went really horrendously wrong and I really turned away from God um, and I blamed him for everything that happened to me I, I was like well if all of this has happened where are you so I completely shut him out and then sort of August last year things reached a point where I could no longer live by myself hence why I moved in with Phil and Charlotte and they were so gracious to take me in and let me live with them and at that time, I just felt like, you know, I'd reached a point where I shouldn't be alive. What was the point anymore? Uh, things had got so bad. Um, and my mum sent me this verse. And at the time, I was still really angry with God. And I was like, I'm not going back to church, blah, 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 blah. And I read this verse. And God just broke my heart again for him. And what he showed me was that you know, through all the stuff that I've gone through, that he's always been there. He's always provided for me. And when I look back, there's stuff I put myself in situations or I've been put in situations where I, I should be dead. 
Um, but amazingly, I'm stood here, and I'm so grateful to God. And the other thing that kind of really hit me was that uh, come August, September, I had to stop working, and I was looking for work, and I ended up having four months of not working. And my natural state is to be very anxious and to worry about everything and panic that I'm going to have no money or have no food, nowhere to live. You know, Phil and Charlotte, they might kick me out, put me on the streets, just I'll sleep outside in the courtyard maybe. Um, but every day I prayed that verse over my life and every day God provided for me. I looked at my finances recently and I looked past those four months that I wasn't working there was money that I didn't know where it had come from that had just started appearing. And there was, you know, people surrounding me with goodness and with faith and with love. And, yeah, God has just provided so much to me now. I have just started an amazing new job um, as a freelancer, but they've offered me a permanent job, and I love it. I've got a great place to live. I have great friends and family around me. And the things that I thought I didn't have anything to live for anymore they've gone they've God's completely taken that away and he's really healed me and I'm so grateful so the one thing that I would take away um, I know some of you here are also fellow warriors and I think that's a natural state as a human to be anxious about things but as soon as I gave my heart back to God that worry didn't need to be there because he knows like he says you know he's, he looks after the sparrows he feeds the sparrows why wouldn't he feed me? He loves me way more than he loves the sparrows. So, <laughs> obviously. Um, so I just want to encourage you that if you're anxious about something that you need or, you know, just anything in life that's giving you worry, just to hand that back to God and, you know, just declare his righteousness and his goodness over you because he will provide. Thank you. Yeah, come on, let's hear it for Joe. Come on. Woo! Yeah, amazing. Well done. So good, so good. It's been so great to just to walk with Joe um, for, for a number of years now, actually, and just to see the way that God's hand has been upon her. You know, one of the things that we've been talking about, uh, kind of echoing through these last few weeks, is the fact that we can never outgive God. You know, our God is so gracious, is so loving and giving and full of life for us. And, uh, and it's great to hear some of Joe's story, just the ways in which God has been giving to her and looking after her. You know, I love that verse as well. It's one of my, um, my favourite passages in Matthew 6. You know, we don't, get, we don't need to worry about anything. Absolutely fantastic. We've got more. Okay, we're thinking about this gracious God who is so generous and he gives to us and we want to reflect him and give back to him. So let's hear it for Sam Banks. Woo! Come on, Sam. So uh, I'm Sam. Those of you who don't know me, I live in Limehouse. I grew up in Northamptonshire in the Midlands. And I have four younger sisters. But I moved to London in September uh, after graduating from university. And I now work in Stratford um, by the Olympic Park. Where I go to do various things, including asking lots of questions, which is always fun. Um, when Phil asked me to talk about giving, um, I wasn't quite sure what to talk about, but there was this, this phrase that's actually from the Church of England liturgy that was in my head that I think says some important things to me. All things come from you, and of your own do we give you. And like so much of the liturgy we use, it's actually lifted from the Bible, um, from 1 Chronicles chapter 29, verse 14, where it says, But who am I, and who are my people, that we should be able to give as generously as this? Everything comes from you, and we have given you only what comes from your hand. 
Now, there's a lot going on there. I think for a bit of context, um, Chronicles is an account of the people of Israel written just after they returned from exile in Babylon to really remind them who they are. And this particular uh, section, chapter 29, is from the last part of the reign of King David. And what's been happening is David's been given this vision of the temple that they're going to build as the Jewish people. David's been told that he himself is not going to build it, but he has been really involved in raising the sort of resource and the material and the gold and silver for the temple, including giving a lot himself. And then this is from his prayer, where he's saying, back to God, but who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? And I think one of the things to really take from this is how grateful David is at being able to give. The temple is partly an act of worship to God, something that we can enjoy our giving, but it's also um, a functional building in the Jewish community. I think one of the really important things I see in, in our Christian call in our lives is the way in which doesn't just, God doesn't just say, do this, do that, or I'm going to do this. He invites us to partner with him. And here we have this reminder then of partnering with him. And I think that really helps me. I think one of the things that I sometimes struggle with is in giving is also this sort of element of pride of, oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And no, it's, it's God's work. Everything comes from God, and we have given God only what comes from his hand. So then, okay, moved to London, got my first proper job, starting to think more about, well, what do I, you know, receiving more money, also spending more money, life in London isn't cheap. Um, and then what do I do with this? And one of the um, examples that's really changed me is the story of John Wesley, who grew up in poverty, uh, and then ended up uh, working as a fellow at Oxford University, where he had this income of £30 a year. And one day he comes across a woman working as a maid in the college um, who doesn't have enough clothing to keep her warm properly. So he reaches into his pocket to give her some money to buy a coat and realises he doesn't have enough money to do that. It really caused him to go away and think about how he spent his money. And he realises that actually he's got £30 a year coming in. He can live on £28 a year. And that gives him £2 a year to give. But I think what, what John Wesley does, that I think is particularly challenging, that's something that I'll keep thinking about um, for a while, I invite you to think about as well, is um, he says, okay, well, I can live on £28 a year. So as his income grows to £60, to £90, to hundreds of pounds a year, he keeps living on £28 a year and giving away what is left. I think it's just a really, really challenging example of how he, sort of having compassion on someone brought on him by God, um, then really changed how he lived. You know, the Israelites partnered with God to build this temple. So many people over the years through generosity have sort of partnered to give us this building um, and to build the church here. And the question that I'm asking myself and that I ask you is, in what way is God calling you to partner with him? You know, here in this verse, it's, it's clearly a material offering of gold and silver and other things. As Phil said, there are um, so many other ways that we can partner with God as well. But in terms of our giving, I think thinking of it as partnering with God is just a really helpful and also challenging way to think about it. Yeah, come on, let's hear the sound. Um, yeah, so, so challenging. What challenging thing to think about? Did anyone else just have pieces of Church of England liturgies in their head? Is anyone else, was that... Does it just Sam? I don't know. It's not me. But, the, uh, but that's great. Really challenging. And I think it's right. You know, one of the things that, that I've, as I've learned more and, I, and, I've, and, I've, and I've 
got stuck into some of the, you know, the, the things that we look at in liturgy within the Church of England. You know, these are things that have actually kind of wisdom that's kind of been distilled down over years and years and years, which actually just all comes from Scripture. And it's amazing, this notion that actually everything that we have is actually God's, and actually all that we give back to him is his anyway. You know, as I said yesterday, we had uh, an amazing wedding, Zane and Alyssa. Uh, I know some of you are there, many of you will know them. And uh, one of the things I shared in the talk at the wedding was just the idea that actually as Zane and Alyssa became married, they get to love each other. But the amazing thing about that is that they get to love each other with the love of God. You know, it's God's love that they get to love each other with. You know, the fact that God is so full of love and it's that love which we get to kind of execute his love you know, and actually it's the same when we think about giving. You know, as we get to be generous and to give, actually we're able to do that in the power of God's Holy Spirit. You know, God meets us where we are at, no matter who we are. And it is he that empowers us, releases his generosity through us. You know, it is God who gives us everything that we have, all the resources at our disposal. Uh, and we get to steward those for him. You know, it's an amazing thing to think about the life that God is calling us to, a life of generosity. And of course, all of this, this series that we've been tracking through, this kind of sits in the context, uh, For the, if any of you are visiting us tonight, we love to talk about giving here at SPS, and it's not something that we do all the time. Uh, in fact, we don't take a cash offering in our services, partly just because no one ever has any cash uh, on them uh, these days. Uh, Timmy was talking about tap, tap, tithe uh, last week. Uh, we've got a card machine, uh, so you can tap <laughs> uh, on your way out of the back if you want to do that. Um, but we do love to talk about giving because giving is really important and so a couple of times a year we just take a few weeks like we've just done now to think about our giving both financially and in our service in our time and our energy and uh, and we take up an offering towards our vision Uh, and I know many of you uh, give regularly into the life of the church here thank you for that and I know know some of you have increased uh, your regular giving over the last few weeks also I just want to say a huge thank you to those of you that have given uh, towards our vision offering over the last uh, couple of weeks as well and and so far we have uh, received about five and a half thousand pounds towards our vision offering across our three services which is just amazing and we are so grateful uh, to God. Do you want to share something? Yeah, come and share something. Come and share something. And then, uh, and, and then we're going to spend some time worshipping. Come Tori. Because um, I think, you know, the great thing that we get to do here is, is recognise that all of this is worship. It's all about worship. You know, our sign at the back, it says, giving is a part of our worship. You know, it's easy sometimes when we think about uh, giving into church, thinking this is it's about function, it's about just making things happen. And there is a part to that. There's a part where we want to sow our time and our money and our skills in order to, to make practical things happen. But it all happens out of the context of the fact that we get to love God back because he loved us first. So in a minute we're going to worship, but first Tori is going to come and bless us with something. <laughs> Thank you, Phil. So I don't normally do this, but I was so so inspired by the stories, I thought, actually, I've got something to say about giving. Um, For some of you who don't know me, my name's Toria. I've been in this church about 10 years now. I've lived in London about 10 years. So, um, uh, so yeah, it's great to be part of the SPS family. Have any of you ever had a really stingy mate? 
And I mean the sort of mate where you go out for coffee and, and they want to split the coffee and then they want to give you 25p for the coffee. You know, girls, I think, can be a bit bad at this as well, <laughs> not to be um, sort of gender specific. But and it really challenged me, actually, when I was younger. I had a non-Christian friend who taught me the spirit of generosity because I was one of those counting the pennies, go out for coffee people um, when I was, you know, late teens. And partly because, as you say, you don't have much money, you're a student and you're counting the pennies. But it took me, like I say, a non-Christian friend who was also a student and counting the pennies to show me what generosity really was. And I think as Christians, being generous is one of the biggest witnesses we can be, actually because the world on the whole is pretty stingy, I'd say. And certainly, I don't want the reputation of being a stingy Christian. And you can smell a stingy person. You, know, <laughs> you, can, you can just feel it. You know, it's the way they speak. I remember when I was really blessed. You know, I went from working in a wine shop with really not much money to working a big insurance broker in the city. And I remember my boss's boss, he must have been earning well over six figures, was as stingy as anything. It was unbelievable. And it really struck me seeing that, how you can have so much money and just have such a stingy spirit. It made me think, man, I really, really don't want to be like that. And God says in his word, um, you know, God loves a cheerful giver. What's challenged me recently is that I can be cheerful when I'm in control of my giving. So I've got it all planned out. I've got my tithe. I've got, I've got it all set out. But when somebody asks me to give, which hasn't been part of my plan, it's like, oh, oh, I didn't plan for that. That's outside of my plan. Somebody's asking me for something that perhaps um, I wasn't thinking about. And that can be a more challenging. And Jesus says, give to anyone who asks you. And I found that profoundly challenging. And especially when you have biggers in the streets, and that's a slightly different issue to deal with. But that sense of like anyone who comes to you, anybody who's in need, who comes to you um, when it's not in your control, if that makes sense. God asks us to give. And so um, I was also challenged by another story and another friend who was quite sort of proud in telling me they gave 10% before tax. Um, but they were also telling me how they never gave any money to people in the office who asked for sponsorship. I don't know about you, but I used to come from an office where, you know, you'd have people all the time, oh, I'm running for this, I'm doing that. And you could literally be handing out money every week to people who are asking for sponsorship. And they were saying, oh, yes, I never do that, I never do that, but I do give, you know, 10% before tax. And I said, so that means whenever anybody comes past you at work, you just turn them away. And he said, yes. And again, only seeing it from the other side and sort of seeing how that must have come across, I thought, gosh, again, isn't the biggest opportunity we have in the office is to actually be that extra generous person that throws in that extra amount to be that witness. So those are just some thoughts I wanted to share with you uh, since I was so inspired. But just really, um, you know, challenging us, challenging me to be a more lavish, uncontrolled giver, listening to God to when he wants me to give, not just when I have it all planned out. So thank you very much, Phil, for giving me that time. <laughs> yeah, come on, let's hear it, Victoria. Brilliant.
Hey, I promised you three amazing speakers tonight, didn't I? And uh, the Lord has blessed us. Uh, why don't we stand? Hey, it's great that we get to do this together. You know, it's great that we get to work this stuff out as a church family. You know, we're all in this together. And it's what I love most about church. It's what I love about this church is that we get to chew over this stuff together. We get to bless one another uh, by journeying together. So let's worship. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you are so generous. God, that you loved us so much that you were prepared to give your one and only Son, Jesus Christ, so that, so that all who believes in him might not perish but have eternal life. And Jesus, we love you. We worship you. Lord, we want to worship you with our songs, with our prayers, with our time, with our money, with everything that you have given us. We want to give back to you because you are amazing. Praise you, Jesus. Amen.